Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we pick up our phones and dial N for Nintendo. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Patrick, uh, can I ask, what are your feelings on the musical Annie? Oh, I don't have many feelings about Annie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think I sort of, like, lump it in with the sort of, like, uh, cheesy early 20th century American musicals that, like, I don't have like any personal affinity for i like the general aesthetic of it but like i'm not gonna bother myself with like knowing any of the individual songs <laughs> okay food okay. glorious food i get that tomorrow i get that food glorious food is oliver i messed up <laughs> i messed up <laughs> uh but the but like in, in my mind Listeners, accu- you can see you, you what you didn't see yeah was the th- like the just total <laughs> flop sweat over here <laughs> To fear in my eyes, like I saw a ghost. <laughs> I actually, I like, uh, I like Annie quite a bit. I like any musical that ends with an ode to the New Deal. But um, what, what I w- the reason I was thinking about it is because I was thinking about the. I don't think there's ever been a successful. Can we cut that part where I said food, <laughs> glorious food is from Annie? That's embarrassing. Does, it, does that count as a music cue flub? I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about uh, the there, there's never been like a, a successful to my mind big screen screen adaptation of Annie. Sure, there was one that was made for TV for like the Wonderful World of Disney or something in the early two thousands. Well, and there That's, was a, a made for TV one just a couple of years ago, right? Oh, was there? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Maybe I need to research. Yeah, this. I don't know. Um, but who doesn't know about Annie now? <laughs> <laughs> No, tell me why uh, you were I mean, thinking. No, about I it. mean the Artful Dodger is clearly my favorite <laughs> stop character. It, stop in it. Annie. Uh, no, but I. So in the in the one from the eighties, they took out the uh, musical number about um, New York City, and they put in a new one called "Let's Go to the Movies." <laughs> terrible song, terrible sequence. But I, why I th- Annie is not the only uh, movie musical that is guilty of this yeah i feel like every music movie musical feels like it has to be like more than just well like, they, they always have to write a new song so they can be nominated for best original song that's right that's, that's what it that, is. that's what happens and it always works that's that suddenly song from uh the the movie of les mis oh right that yeah. got nominated for an academy award terrible song bad song uh-huh uh, shouldn't have been in there. Look, all I'm saying is, uh, you add Fagin to to Annie, like it's gonna improve it. <laughs> I think uh, that's where we come down on the whole thing. Uh, speaking of things that you could add Fagin to to improve it, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. You can get on that list to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address. We can send you my copy. Of Sonic Forces or my copy of Untitled Goose Game in a Sonic Forces box. Uh, that's a real thing that could happen to you if you uh, sign up to be on this list. Um, I pay for postage both ways. It is the perfect borrowing program. Uh, Mark, uh, 
we have to get into it. We've got to discuss the uh, legacy, the past, the future, and the potential future of uh, Nintendo's mobile games. And we do this, of course, as a bit of a funeral to Dragalia Lost, um, the game which was released in 2018. Um, uh, Nintendo is finally like shutting the doors on it, uh, was more or less like a live service mobile game. Uh, and so we thought we would reflect on what Nintendo has done with mobile stuff so far, what we've appreciated from that, uh, and what we've ignored from that. Um, and then where we think they're going, and then we'll have a little bit of fun and talk about where we would like them to go. Um, but Mark, let's just start with Dragalia Lost. Um, we did an episode on Dragalia Lost when it came out four years ago. Um, do you remember what uh, like your impressions were of it at the time? The only So I feel like uh, it's going to be tricky to talk about a lot of these games holistically, Um meaning only that I can speak to like my experience, which is usually when the game first released. Right. But like all live service games, you know, uh, Dragalia Lost, I'm sure had so much more content by the end of its life. Yeah. It was shut down yesterday. Right. By the end of its life, probably a very different experience than what we checked out back in 2018. Yeah. Well, like in particular, there were a lot of like uh crossover things and like guest characters. There was like a Mega Man crossover and like all these other things. Um, all of which, you know, post date my time with the game. You and I, I think both uh, played it for like the week before we were going to record about it. And, like, kind of had a good time with the game, right? I remember the character designs being really fun. Really compelling. The music being Bangers. amazing. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. The music in Dragalia Lost. And I'm assuming that tradition continued to the end. So good. Yeah. Um, And kind of, like, poppy. Yes. Like, yeah. pop music. Yeah. It has that very, like, um, you know, Final Fantasy X-esque, like, uh, uh, like sort of anime, but with like a slightly different aesthetic and like occasionally getting like kind of metally. Um, yeah, like that. It just that it was like a, an aesthetically pleasing experience. And like the core, you know, like a dungeon crawling RPG type mechanic yeah. and being able to uh, group up with people online. Like I remember liking Dragalia Lost. I'll tell you, like for the majority of uh, these games, one of the big drawbacks for them for me personally, is that they're on mobile devices because I just don't play right. games on my phone very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I know we talked about it at, at, at the time when it came out. That was like when when they eventually have to bring this IP over to like a, a mainline Nintendo system. I'll be excited to engage with it then. Uh, I was having a good time engaging with it when it was on phones, but not like it takes a lot to get me to like come back to something on my phone. Like I think about my recent uh, experiences specifically with uh, Marvel Snap. And I was way into that for like three weeks. Uh, and then like, you know, a couple of days went by where I wasn't playing it. And then that was sort of it. Like it had fallen off. You yeah. Know? I was actually thinking about this for the, something we'll get into like later we'll in the show. We'll get into it later. But uh, I really, again, this is just me personally, really value bite-sized discrete experiences yes. on my phone. So like something where it's just like, uh, Duolingo is a good example, like where I do it for like 10 minutes a day and then I'm done with it. And it's like, you know, I 
there are not very many mobile games that yeah. work that way. Yeah. Because that's not how they monetize. Right. Well, because they, they have to monetize progression, and progression necessitates that there's continuity from one play session to the next, right? Um, and that's, you know, Dragalia Lost was all about progression right that you were building up these characters and sometimes even like revisiting like levels or dungeons or whatever um to level characters up um so that like the next time you went in it would be a little bit easier um to tackle those challenges but like dragalia lost if if you didn't check it out like sort of played a little i'm, I'm gonna say this and you can check me if, if you think this is an inaccurate statement it was a little diablo like um, but like in bite size, like less explory than Diablo, but like for the most part, you just sort of like tapped on who you wanted your characters to attack and then like could manage like items or spells or whatever on, on top of that. And I think it, I mean, that seems fair to my memory of it. I also think that it was, um, uh, like, yeah, like mobile friendly in the sense that totally. the the dungeons were not that long. Right. Well, and they were also designed with that like uh, vertical uh, screen in mind too, right? That the the portrait perspective, um, which uh, to to my mind, I I feel like again, we're not really like mobile gamers, right? Like that's not really the the language that we speak when it comes to uh, gaming. But for me the most successful mobile games are those that prioritize portrait mode. Like if I have to tilt my phone landscape style, it's not, I'm, I'm doing something else with it. You know, like it, it just, it's, it's, not, it's not the same. It, it's like, it becomes a different machine somehow. I think all of these Nintendo games that we're going to talk about honor the portrait mode. And that's pretty exciting <laughs> and, and pretty cool. Um, Okay, well, and any any like final uh, thoughts about, I know we haven't really like dug into Dragalia Lost, but like, you know, outside of um, talking about, like, what happens in the story, which, you know, we don't know because we stopped playing it four years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, it's hard to say that much. But yeah, exactly. When it's like, well, I spent, like, two weeks with it four years ago. Right. And I'm sure it's a very different game when it shut down than it was when we played. So, I mean, let's just talk about that, that the fact that it shut down. Because a, a, a fair number of these uh, the other Nintendo games that we are going to talk about shortly have already shut down. Um that's a wild thing to think about. These games simply don't exist anymore, right? Um, and th this is a, a common Nintendo thing. We're about to see it happen to a bunch of uh, 3DS games that will no longer uh, be buyable, I guess. Um, but, like, uh, there, there was a... I, I was playing a 3DS game that I don't want to say right now because it ties into what we're going to talk about later um, that had some, like, heavy uh, online and, like, sharing features in it. Um, that uh like those features are just like done they're just shut down they they went away with the meverse um uh so it's it's weird to think that like these mobile games occupy that same space and this and maybe even like a darker corner of that same space because because they just you know, don't exist at all right like it's with like 3ds games and ds games like anything i feel like that's on a home or like a Nintendo console, Nintendo hardware, there is always the chance that it will come back in like a virtual console. Oh, or, that's true. You know, like same sort of thing. But with these mobile games, like a Dragalia Lost, like I don't ever anticipate that showing up on like the successor to the Switch or something right. like that. You know what I mean? Well, and I think Dragalia Lost might be an outlier. Like I, I think it's possible that we see a Dragalia Lost in the future. I, I still think that's possible. Even though the... Uh, because it is unique among these Nintendo offerings in that it was a completely new, like, characters, yep. completely new story. Yep. 
Um, it wasn't a known franchise right. that Nintendo was adapting for mobile. It was just its own thing. And uh, so, yeah, maybe. I guess that's totally possible. We could see uh, something Dragalia Lost related in the future. I mean, I, I, I think it would be. But so, like, for example, Dr. Mario World, which we'll, we'll get to talking about in a second. Um, when it shut down, like, that was it. That's the end of it. I never expect to hear anyone talk about Dr. Mario World. Uh, literally ever again. Like at some point, someone's going to be listing Dr. Mario games. They're going to be like, oh yeah, so there's an online prescription on Wii and Dr. Luigi on Wii U. And I guess there was a mobile game. Like it, it'll be listed in that same stack of curiosities, um, but not really, not really anything else. Yeah. It, it goes in the same pile as like uh, the Legend of Zelda BS, you know, or like the third. Yeah, that's true. The third Famicom Detective Club game where it's just like, uh, we theoretically know these things existed, but like no one can experience them. Um, all right, Mark. Do you, so what we want to do is uh, we want to talk about the sort of like past of uh, what games Nintendo has put out uh, on mobile devices. Um, so there are obviously two different categories here. Uh, one which is true to what we're actually saying, which is Nintendo games, and then uh, uh, Pokemon games. And there are a ton of Pokemon games and Pokemon apps on mobile. So we're going to tackle all of those uh, at once. But first, let's talk about the Nintendo games. Uh, so, Mark, you want to tee us up uh, with, with the, the first Nintendo mobile game? Yeah. So, in 2016, and I guess maybe we should just set the stage real quick. Yeah. Uh, why Nintendo moved into mobile at all. Great. And and why we got, like, kind of this um, three-year period where Nintendo was releasing multiple mobile games a year, for the most part, and then... Uh yes, we got like Pikmin Bloom, but the the they were really aggressively going after this strategy for a little bit. Yeah. And then now I you know, they don't feel the pressure anymore. And the reason of course that they were felt the pressure was the Wii U. And right. Like, and the the fact that the cuz Mark said it came out in 2016 hasn't introduced the game yet. Um but the Switch comes out in 2000 17 right so you can see like the wheels were already in motion for a lot of these games to to come out um but you can see the prioritization of these mobile games like drifting away as uh they suddenly needed no other pillars right because you know when the uh wii u was not very successful and the 3ds was less successful than the ds there was a lot of investor pressure on Nintendo to explore mobile because right. the feeling was that like that's where Nintendo lost its audience. They lost it to phones and tablets, and so which I that's don't where Nintendo should be. I don't think is wrong. Like I, I think I think that is phones and tablets and the ubiquity of them. Those are the DS killers and the 3DS killers. And again, we'll talk more about uh, franchises that were. Uh, big on those, I'm sure, later in this episode. Um, but like the types of games that you know, America Ferrera was playing on a DS commercial uh, back in the early 2000s. Those are the kind of games that people ended up playing on their phones. Um, so like, yeah, that the the mobile market totally ate their lunch in that regard. But Nintendo, uh, being Nintendo, kind yep. of uh, entered the mobile market in a really interesting way, and that was with <laughs> Mitomo. The first, in 2016. The first two entries here are so, like, quintessentially Nintendo. And the fact that neither one of them did well, like, just goes to show you how weird the mobile market is. Yeah. Right? Um, but, yeah, so Mitomo is the first one. Um, and Mitomo, uh, what, what was the name of the, the, the version of this game that was on the 3DS? I'm not sure. 
uh, hold on. It may also just be called Mitomo, um, but I'm I'm gonna look it up while while you start talking about. Uh, yeah, so Mitomo was Mitomo. kind of, was like um, the, a Nintendo take on a social network. I would say, uh, it was for like y- you would answer. It was like kind of like for conversing with friends, but not really. I you would communicate with people by answering questions on various topics, so it was very like curated, yeah, and well, specific, and, and like it wasn't it was you, but it was like your me in the game. Yeah, the the 3ds game I was thinking of is Tomodachi Life. Oh, okay, um, yes, which I I think some of the same team that worked on Me Tomo worked on Tomodachi Life, and so there are a lot of uh, similarities between the two. Yeah, well, I mean, it it basically is like a mobile version of that game, like sort of you know stripped down a little bit and what you could actually customize, like in your in your Mii's apartment and and stuff like that. But yeah, it was mostly built around these. Uh, like asking questions and like putting your friends' me's in like different situations where like it just looked weird and funny. Um, like that was sort of the whole appeal of the game. Um, and you could buy an mm-hmm. in-game currency like uh, me Tomo coins and then use it to customize your me and take like photos that you can share. Right. So it. Uh, I mean, honestly, it felt like there was zero chance that this was going to take off. Yeah, well, and especially, like, in an age before, um, it, it feels like, I don't know, if, if this had come out, like, after Animal Crossing New Horizons, like, I just, I just think about the boom of, in, like, sharing uh, screen grabs from Nintendo games uh, that started with Animal Crossing New Horizons um, that, like, then it just became a thing where, like, people were sharing those on, like, regular social media all the time, and I just wonder if, like, Mitomo could have like ridden that same wave of like here's a fun cute thing that we're doing in this game but maybe maybe not maybe like the whole premise is just sort of doomed I mean maybe if Mitomo was part of the Nintendo Switch Online app for your mobile phone sure and that was you know like if the Wii U had been successful in well in that alternate scenario Man, we are doing Mitomo a lot of different <laughs> a lot of different hypotheticals here <laughs> yeah in that scenario Mitomo wouldn't have existed right but I'm just thinking you know like uh the Miiverse was such a big part of the Wii U's interface yes. that if it had been successful, then may- like maybe that would have carried over to the Switch, and then it may- would have made sense to have Miitomo be part of you know like the Switch app. Well, so this and and like you can see where they're like, okay, what do what do every the 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 audience that we're chasing with the mobile market um, is the same audience that we had on the on the on the Wii and that we had on the DS uh what do those people like they like me's so like the math makes sense like you can write the equation on the board and you don't need Matt Damon to like solve it for you you can do it yourself like it makes sense um but like it's amazing then that they were like Four months away, well, I don't remember what time of year uh, Michomo came out, but less than a year away from like almost dropping Mii's entirely right. with the Switch. Yeah, but I, I also feel like uh, Nintendo's mobile, like Nintendo and mobile games, even the successful ones, have, it's just been like an uncomfortable fit. Like, yes. I, do, I have never got the feeling that Nintendo really likes making mobile games. Oh. I think they pursued it because they felt like they had to. It it also seems like they don't like making money from mobile games either. No, they don't. I mean, they have said that, that they don't. That like, was one of the things with Trugalia Lost. Yeah, yeah. That, that they do not like. You know, the like gotcha mechanic that drives a lot of very successful um, 
mobile games. Right. So maybe that's a, a perfect segue into the second mobile game, which is Super Mario Run, also came out in 2016. Uh, a huge to-do about the release of this game. Miyamoto was working on it. He went on Jimmy Fallon to premiere it. He showed. He was at the Apple like oh developers God, conference right. or whatever. To, or what, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was at the Apple because it premiered on iPhones and that's right Apple exclusive like it was a it was a very big deal right you and I went to an Apple store in Glendale to try it that's ahead right. of release that's remember right. yeah um and uh so instead of going with a you know mobile friendly pricing structure they were like this game is nine ninety nine um and then you th- there were some things in it you could do for free but to unlock the whole game was nine dollars ninety nine cents um and uh this for me, was the slam dunk that I hoped uh, a a Nintendo mobile game could be. I played the ever-loving crap out of Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run was... Uh, is great. It still exists. Yeah. Uh, so the if you have not tried out Super Mario Run, oh, check it out. Kind of like the gimmick of it is that Mario is is always running, mm-hmm. and so it's a one button like input. You're either holding it or releasing it. Right. And that's how um, Mario like uh, he you, jumps. You, it's, it's, yeah, it's how he Mario jumps. Jump. And if he's in the air, then you can push it to like make him do a little spin to like get a little extra airtime. Uh, and you know you can use it to like get uh, more height on like a jump when he jumps on a spring or a turtle or whatever. Um, it's, or it's, to, like to wall kick. It's almost like if you were playing like uh, Super New Super Mario Brothers Wii, but the only input was like the uh, shaking your Wiimote. Yeah, it's like so- someone was always holding right and the B button, right? And you could every now and then push the A button. <laughs> like that's that that's basically what what the game was and it had like a little like competitive mode Mm -hmm. um where you were playing as like a toad is that right well you were racing you were trying to get toads so you were racing against the the ghosts of other people um that like had their behaviors so like it learned uh you know what types of things people would try to do to get through maps and then would make those ghosts based on that and so you would race them and you uh, like had to do tricks to like get toads on your side and depending on what levels you were in you would earn different toads and then you could like spend those toads on like stuff for your little village um the 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 because it came out like September maybe or some, like leading into the holidays. So maybe it was even later, like October, November. Um, but I remember that being Sarah and I were like obsessed with Super Mario Run um, and like, you know, brought the battery, uh, like the portable phone battery on our uh, when we traveled back to the Midwest for, for Christmas um, just so we could play Super Mario Run more. Um, I absolutely love this game. It sends me to no end that like it's gonna be stuck on phones. Like they're never gonna do another Super Mario Run because it wasn't uh monetarily successful. Like yeah, I like uh it it made a big splash when it premiered. Right. But the kind of like worldwide consensus overall was people were furious that they had to spend ten dollars for it. Which I just the. It's so good. Like, look, I I consider that to be one of the new Super Mario Brothers games, like, because it has the same art style and, like, a a lot of the same, like, concepts. Uh, And for me, it's my favorite one of those games. I I, I would put it up against the new Super Mario Brothers U. I'd put it up against the original new Super Mario Brothers. I think it's the best one of them. I also think that the response to Super Mario Run uh, made Nintendo go, huh. Uh Yeah. Yes. (laughs) 
Well, because because they they again with these first two entries, they tried the me thing and they tried Mario. <laughs> they tried Mario and it didn't work. Yeah, and you know, like the fact that people were like, "I don't want to spend ten dollars on this," you know, um, I. I think it just made Nintendo really uncomfortable and kind of like uncertain with how to actually be successful on mobile. So the next couple moves that they make on mobile, uh, I think we can talk about both of these together because I, I think they're related. Uh, in 2017, they put out both Fire Emblem Heroes and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Both, I think, really good fits for mobile conceptually. Totally. I I feel like you probably pay, played more Fire Emblem Heroes yeah, than I, I did. did. I did. So, like, uh, you know, it took this sort of Fire Emblem uh, concept and sort of miniaturized it, both in terms of, like, the design of the characters. Everyone was, like, more chibi um, than you would normally see in Animal Crossing. Or, uh, what am I talking about? Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Um, but also the, the maps themselves were like smaller areas. They're usually like a 25 uh, space grid, five by five, um, or maybe a little, just a tiny bit bigger. Um, uh, and it, it did the thing that we're going to see in the new Fire Emblem Engage of like taking characters from like throughout the Fire Emblem series. And that's where like the sort of gotcha mechanic was applied here uh, of like, oh, do you want to do you want to you know try and hunt down Marth and play as Marth? You can. You just got to like throw money at it until you actually get the character. Um, and, you know, it, it did the all the things that you recognize from Fire Emblem, the the uh, the weapon tree triangle um, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, the axes beating the spears, the spears beating the swords, and the swords beating the axes, um, uh, and like all of this stuff that like made sense if you were already a fan of of Fire Emblem, but was accessible even if you weren't really. Um, so, did you play much or any of Fire Emblem Heroes? I played a tiny bit, but this was before I cared about Fire Emblem. Yeah, great point. Yeah, before uh, Three Houses. Yeah. Um, and this is the money maker. As far as it's that gotcha mechanic, it's that gotcha mechanic. Like it is the way to make money, and then also like due to its nature, it's like an infinite number of of levels, basically, right? That they can just keep like populating a map with uh, different terrain and different enemies, and you can go at it with uh, higher and higher level characters, kind of forever. Um, you know, one of the limiting factors on Super Mario Run was that like it had eight worlds with you know four um, levels each, and that was kind of it for the new content and then animal crossing pocket camp uh this one did feel like a good fit for mobile games because it has a lot of the mechanics that you come to expect yeah from a mobile game where there's like cool off periods for crafting but if you want to pay you know if you then you can speed that process up and there's a lot of different um items and things that you need to gather resources that you can use to craft things and then again if you just want to buy more wood or you know um, buy more wool or whatever it is yeah. to craft that item well if you pay real money you can speed it up uh and so like i played a fair amount of pocket camp when it came out uh, like initially you know getting new um characters to show up and interacting with them and like crafting things like it wasn't an unsatisfying experience but uh just because i don't like those mobile mechanics i fell off of it pretty quickly right well especially like when you start to see that like oh i can do this again in like three three and a half hours like i'm gonna forget about this entirely um yeah it's it's so weird too because again we're in 2017 where a, a good three years before um new horizons 
Um, and like, I just wonder what the difference would have been if uh, Pocket Camp came out in like this year. If Pocket Camp hadn't come out uh, at that time and instead came out two years after New Horizons, people like hungry for that fix. Um, I just wonder like, I don't know what, what, what like was the culture in the right place for Pocket Camp. Uh, so uh, new, we should not uh, understate like New Leaf was very successful. Like New yeah, Horizons right, obviously right. on a completely another level, but New Leaf was successful. People liked Animal Crossing, and but it wasn't po- mainstream though. But Pocket Camp still exists. So if people yeah, wanted right. to go you're to right. Pocket Camp, or if Nintendo wanted to promote Pocket Camp, they could. But it's very clear to me. Like I feel like. Uh, huge signal if you needed another one that nintendo is not actively pursuing mobile games in the same way they were before is the fact that there is zero connectivity between pocket camp and new horizons yeah insanity like if and right or like that it wasn't like oh in nintendo directs they weren't it was never like oh do you like animal crossing do you know that pocket camp exists like never any of that at all yeah yeah, that's yeah, that that is especially when like there's so much of um like what what's limiting about uh New Horizons is uh or like the 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 true rare currency in New Horizons is uh what villagers are are living on your island, right? Like it's there are like 900 of these things and like you can go to a a vacation island or whatever it's called. Um how I forget, it doesn't matter. Um and like hope that one of the villagers that you want to live at your island is there. And if not, you got to like try it again later. Um, but you encountered so many more of them in Pocket Camp. Like, why isn't there a way to like invite them from Pocket Camp to live on your island? Yeah, because Nintendo just doesn't care about mobile games. It's it's nuts, though. Like, can you imagine it, like the the audience? Well, and who knows? This I, I this this is probably where my understanding of mobile games falls apart. Um, that like a, even a uh, like rich engaged mobile audience uh, could be or one one that ends up not being like financially successful could be bigger than the audience for New Horizons, right? Like, yeah, I mean there are just so many smartphones. There's the so many smartphones. Well, and, you know when Nintendo was introducing their mobile strategy, and even now when they talk about expanding the way that their uh, characters and properties and yeah. games like touch people in their lives outside of just the home console you would think that uh that philosophy could apply to animal crossing pocket camp where it's like if you liked animal crossing pocket camp you will like this game you will like new horizons and vice versa um but they but there's just nothing they just don't show any from one place to the other yeah. yeah um i do do you think that there is any like part of the gaming audience that were primed by pocket camp that then moved on to new horizons or does that seem like a like two unrelated points of data i i i don't think pocket camp was big enough was ever big enough yeah to like really move the needle on uh animal crossing new horizons but it couldn't have hurt i mean there there is there like how to explain new horizons is there there are so many factors right but the success of new horizons is uh, it's so big. It's the second best-selling game on the Switch, right? Right after uh, the absolute behemoth that is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, and it's like, why, right? Um, and you're right, New Leaf was very big on 3DS, and, like, it had a reputation for being very good. Um, but, like, you know, a very a, a, a popular 3DS game, that doesn't that's not a winning formula to being, like, a, a great Switch game, right? So... 
I, I wonder. I, I wonder if Pocket Camp like had some hand in like normalizing it or popularizing it or something. It was that like Pokemon Go to uh, Sun and the Moon Bulls. Bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now there's a Pokemon mobile app we could all use. There we go. Uh, all right. Uh, then uh, in 2018, Dragalia Lost comes out. I think we've said all that we can possibly say about Dragalia Lost. But interesting to note that 20 in 2018, Dragalia Lost is the only mobile game that comes out the the whole year. So this sort of marks a little bit the end of like Dragalia Lost was certainly something that had been like in the works, uh, you know, up through the development of and the release of the Switch. But I think at this point, Nintendo's kind of like, oh, maybe we can let off the gas a little bit here. Yeah, I feel like Mario Kart Tour in 2019 was uh, to this point kind of like the capstone of Nintendo's efforts. Yeah, on mobile. Well, but... let's yeah. So let's 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 move into 2019 because uh, there are two releases. Both of them have Mario in the title. Um, we've got Doctor Mario World and uh, Mario Kart Tour. Uh, now, of course, Mark, you and I ranked the doctors in Doctor Mario World. I don't, yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember uh, anything about that that ranking. I think uh, Doctor uh, Baby Luigi. <laughs> no, uh, Doctor Baby Wario is pretty high on the list. Doctor Baby Wario is surprisingly high on the list. But uh, the problem with Dr. Mario World is that it was bad. It was, yes. It was unfun. Yes. And it was profoundly not Dr. Mario. <laughs> yes. That was the most <laughs> That's crazy its most thing egregious sin. About Dr. <laughs> Mario World is you're like, oh, cool. Like a Dr. Mario, you know, Tetris-like puzzle game. Right. No. No. It's some like weird match three y- thing. You like slide a pill from the bottom of the screen towards the viruses i'll never understand why they made things fall up in this game it was just ill-conceived yeah. i mean yes uh dr goomba tower dr goomba tower is, is, is an is, all-timer it's an all-timer and yep. i pray that dr goomba tower shows up in <laughs> a game or like the mario movie or something in the future look it's three goombas stacked on top of each other in a lab coat and like a stethoscope like it is a perfect design it's good it's great yes. the game PU. Yeah, the game PU for sure. And shut down now. Doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, I think was one of like was the first of these mobile games to get shut down uh, after only being alive for like two years. Cause it it did it, sh- it shut down, I think, earlier this year, maybe maybe the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think it was in twenty twenty one. But I uh I actually can't remember. Uh but like a, a total footnote in this. Again, it's another thing that uh people will be making a list of uh Dr. Mario games. They'll be like, there was a mobile game? That's we are we are five years away from that podcast being recorded, um, and then Mario Kart Tour, uh, a pretty strong and successful uh, entry in um, Nintendo's mobile uh, games array. Yeah, I mean, heck, uh, tracks for Mario Kart Tour are showing up in the booster course pass for yep. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I played um, Mario Kart Tour quite a bit when it came out. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. You yeah. know, it's another one that um, plays a little bit differently. Uh, you you can play it with just, like, your thumb, essentially. Like, you're holding your phone mm-hmm. in portrait mode. And uh, it takes a little getting used to playing that way. But I, I, th- I think Mario Kart Tour is great. I think it recently uh, ch- went away from kind of, like, the gotcha mechanics to a more of, like, a season pass mechanic, which I think makes a lot of sense for a yep. game like Mario Kart Tour. I mean, it's th- and I think that a lot of this just has to do with the fact that Mario Kart is just a winning formula. Like, 
there's just nothing not to like about it. It's uh, you know we we are now just a couple days out from that second uh, Super Mario Brothers movie trailer, and we shouldn't have been surprised. I don't think to see some like major cart representation uh, in the tr- in in the movie, but the fact that it's like placed front and center in the trailer, like at the end of the trailer, as the capstone hype moment to it, where it's like, oh yeah. Mario Kart rules and everyone like unilaterally accepts this. Of course, it's going to be a successful mobile game. Yeah, I will. It'll be really interesting to me to see if uh, the next like mainline Mario Kart game is nine or is it 10? Like, does Tor fit oh, into yeah, like an official question. place in the franchise? Um, I guess we'll see. This is when uh, what they do is they just call the next one Mario Kart. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Colon modern warfare. Oh my god. <laughs> uh Mario Kart Ragnarok. <laughs> uh okay, and then uh then we skip we take a couple of years off. Maybe there's a global pandemic, who knows. Also, uh Nintendo again stops caring about mobile games. Stops caring about mobile games almost entirely. But then here comes Pikmin Bloom. What's going on with Pikmin Bloom? It's a uh AR mm-hmm. kind of like a pedometer type game encouraging you to get out and walk counts your steps the more steps you get like the more pikmin the more like berries to feed your pikmin like all that kind of stuff it's a collaboration with niantic the company also behind pokemon go so um yeah it it, miyamoto like just this year showed up in a uh yeah 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 a nintendo direct to be like hey have you heard about pikmin bloom i have a shirt showing off his like his progress in pikmin bloom too um yeah, just ho- wholly bizarre and like kind of as uh, just a, a lead up to, oh, yeah, Pikmin 4 is still real and is still coming out at some point. Um, but Pikmin Bloom is is one that uh, I've occasionally feel the urge to like go back and like try to actually experience. Like I loaded it up on my phone. I went for like a walk with it and then was like, I don't want to drain my phone battery uh, for this sort of, you know, the and uh, um like a sped up version of my reaction to Pokemon go, you know, where it's like, Oh, this is neat. Uh, I don't need to do it anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, it's, it, it, it occupies a weird space. Like, I don't know if it's successful for them at all. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I have no idea either, but what possibly could the expectations have been for Pikmin blue for a Pikmin game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the most recent Pikmin game on the switch sold like, uh, just over a million copies, which is a, you know, a lot of games, but like for a first party Nintendo title, like it's not blowing the doors off. Um, okay. So those are the Nintendo published mobile games. Let's quickly run down the, uh, the Pokemon, uh, mobile games. Uh, cause I don't, I don't think we have too much to say about these. No, I mean, I think we should, uh, uh, we'll we don't even need actually need to run them down. Well, yeah, let's uh, we'll, okay. Let's do it. Let's we'll do it. we'll just acknowledge each one. We'll like Marie Kondo them. Right. We'll uh, thank them for their right. service. Kiss them on the forehead. Uh-huh. And release them uh-huh. into the wild. Yes. Exactly. Uh, okay. So Pokemon TG TCG Online, the trading card game online from 2011. Which again, just like to highlight, 2011 beating Nintendo to the punch by five years. Yep. Um, next up is uh, Pokemon Shuffle Mobile, which I'm not even sure I know what that is. In 2015, Pokemon Duel in 2016, then Pokemon Go in 2016, and this is maybe this is what Nintendo was watching when they were like, "We have to do this too," because Pokemon Go has made more money than anything, and not just made more money, but I think it genuinely lifted the entire Pokemon franchise. Like interest in Pokemon yes. Yes. exploded. 
uh, after Pokemon Go. When Sun and Moon was released, it had a, like an incredible debut for the series, right. um, which was attributed at the time to like the success of Pokemon Go. It was and a I, phenomenon, and, and like continues to be successful and uh, influential to this day. Obviously, the Let's Go games like borrowed a lot of the Go mechanics, um, but like I, I think you can attribute some of. Uh, Scarlet and Violet's success, uh, t- over 10 million copies sold worldwide over its opening weekend uh, to the success of Pokemon Go. Then Pokemon Magikarp Jump in 2017. And then Pokemon Quest in uh, 2018, which was also available on, on Switch, like free to play uh, both places. Pokemon Rumble Rush 2019. Then Pokemon Masters and Pokemon Masters EX in 2019. Pokemon Smile 2020. Which is the, the brushing your teeth with Pokemon game. Um, then Pokemon Pokemon Cafe Mix, also in 2020. This is another one that is also available on Switch. Pokemon Unite in 2021. Which uh, uh, should not be downplayed uh, because it is the the Pokemon MOBA, which has a huge scene behind it. There is like an eSports movement uh, around Pokemon Unite in 2021. And then the last thing we have on our list here is Pokemon Sleep, which still isn't out, uh, but presumably gamifies sleep in some way that makes me like wholly uncomfortable and makes me feel like we live in like an Asimov novel or something. And maybe like as you sleep, you know, like your uh, Snorlax sleeps as well. And so it's like if you're sleeping a healthy amount, the Snorlax is happy. The Snorlax needs way more sleep than I do, though. <laughs> how much uh, hours during a day? How many do you think oh, the Snorlax to is To be sleeping? a Snorlax. What a life. <laughs> that sounds great. Like 23 hours, 47 <laughs> minutes, right? Uh, so that's it. That 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 is that is the past of uh, Nintendo's mobile games. Obviously, you and I aren't the biggest mobile gamers, so uh, you know that doesn't feature too heavily in in our in our gaming diets. Although, like clearly, uh, we have we've we've played a, a fair number of these games, um, and in some cases played like a lot of them. Uh, but w- s- let's try and just try to deduce uh, what we actually expect Nintendo to do with mobile in the next couple years um which you know we're, we're gonna do like a, a fantasy version of this where we're like pitching games uh in, in a second and that'll be fun but this part i think is hard um we don't we're in an era an era right now where we don't have like an announcement or even like rumors of a nintendo mobile game right right well do, um do you remember back in 2017 that you know so we were in the early days of these nintendo mobile games um the wall street journal reported that nintendo was developing a legend of zelda smartphone game yes uh that uh, you know obviously has never been released and it just makes me wonder what other you know like mobile games did nintendo have in development and when the switch was a huge success they were like oh we oh, don't need it. we don't yeah. need to put our attention on this anymore like we don't really like it. You know, it's always Makes been an uncomfortable bit. <laughs> and so we don't have to. Let's just drop this. And so I feel like Pokemon Bloom is really instructive. Pikmin Bloom. Oh, sorry. Pikmin Bloom is really instructive in like, uh, that feels like a Nintendo effort to me where they're like, okay, it's got a pedometer. Yes, you know, right. it has Pikmin. It's a way to like introduce the character, yes, incorporate it, the characters. It is appropriately weird too. Yeah. But um, you know where I personally expected to go? So... Uh, the company DNA yes. was a part, an early partner with Nintendo on a lot of these mobile titles, 
And then and like bi- business partner too, like not just that they were working on these things together. That uh, DNA bought part of Nintendo, and Nintendo bought, bought part of DNA. Like they they were like integrated at the money level. And then, um, but we haven't heard anything, you know, directly from that collaboration for a while. Other than just a few weeks ago, Nintendo announced yes. that they with uh, DNA they were creating this new like um, subsidiary that uh, I'm forgetting what the name is called right off the top of my head. But they specifically said that the uh it will be used to continue to develop like nintendo accounts and that connection between the you know, like digitization of nintendo's business yes and so that i think is the future of um nintendo on mobile is kind of like how does the nintendo switch online app change to be more of the nintendo experience i think it'll be more about the connections between um, between users or? between between like the home console yeah. and the mobile phone rather than trying to be like discrete mobile experiences yeah no i i think i think that's totally right but i think there will also be like some aspect of where you will be interacting with other people who are like in your nintendo ecosystem directly through the phone and not necessarily like i think there's going to be an element of it where you don't even need to have the switch but you're not going to be playing games Mm -hmm. um like i think they're going to it's it's so like they had meverse they had a social network right um and i don't think they're gonna really try to do that again but i think they are going to tap into something around these networks that people have like sincerely cultivated on their switches and with their nintendo accounts yeah i could totally see that i looked it up it's called the joint venture is called nintendo systems yes. and, and i i think you're right because you know nintendo with their expansion into like lego and theme parks and movies and all that kind of stuff and their collaborations with uniqlo like they are trying to be a company that people have touchstones with outside of just the um their home consoles that's like yeah. the base of it that's where uh kind of like the foundation but then there's there's these other pieces of it and i i think you're exactly right that kind of like they want that connection on mobile and they've discovered that they don't want to do that necessarily through like games right yes which is uh that's the surprising part of it though right and it's it it's that evolution of um saying like well we can't just take nintendo games and put them on uh, mobile in the same way that you can't just take a Nintendo game and make it a theme park. You have to do a theme park attraction that uses the same ideas, but you're not just putting the game as a theme park. You're not just making a movie that is Super Mario Brothers. You are making a movie that borrows a lot of those aesthetics. Um, and so I think, I think that is probably you're probably right that that's what we will see um, from Nintendo Mobile games. I don't even know if there'll be another. Uh, mobile game in the future so much as just like um, new features for the Nintendo Switch Online app or if they like put it all under a single like unified app that isn't uh, that is tied to the Switch specifically um, I could see that happening as well yeah it's just like a Nintendo app totally give me a Nintendo app that being said that being said Mark let's go crazy now <laughs> let's just uh I, I we both have a few pitches yes for um uh Nintendo mobile games touching franchises that haven't previously had a mobile title so before we even start like pitching things can I throw out a duh like a one that if I if I don't mention it people will be like why didn't Patrick say this is it Donkey Konga for a phone <laughs> 
No, no, it's, it's, it's that's not Donkey Kong Go for a phone. <laughs> okay, I'll save that one then. <laughs> uh, no, it's Pocket Card Jockey. <laughs> Duh. Pocket Card Jockey, the game where you control racing horses by uh, playing in discrete hands of solitaire. Yeah, uh, a totally touchscreen experience on the 3DS. Why isn't it on uh, on on uh, on mobile? A complete no-brainer. A complete no-brainer. So much so that I'm not even mentioning it. <laughs> Goes without saying. Uh, Mark, wh- I, w- I would love to hear your first pitch. Okay, my first pitch is for a Ring Fit Adventure companion app. This rules. Uh, <laughs> syncs. So, like, if you have a fitness tracker or, like, a smartwatch or something, it syncs your fitness activity from your smartwatch to the game, and it will reward you in-game for exercise that or, you know, like, movement that you're doing outside of it. And it can also, like, send you reminders to work out. So if you want that, mm-hmm. you can say, like, oh, remind me every day, you know, to uh, log into Ring Fit Adventure and do, like, a 20-minute workout. It could also then, like, when you do Ring Fit Adventure, then you go back to the thing on your phone, it could congratulate you. Oh, yeah. And also, I guess, it, I guess it could sync both ways, right? Or, yeah. I mean, it would have sure, to. Why that's, not? that's what syncing yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, if you're trying to close your rings on an Apple Watch and you yeah. play, like, Ring Fit Adventure, that it would... Uh, I guess it'd be tracking all that stuff on your Apple Watch, anyways. But you get it. Yes. Yeah. No. I think I think that's perfect, and like is so in line with what how people use uh, smart devices anyway. It's interesting that like the Apple Watch is like a big part of that. Um, that uh, we're mostly talking about when we talk about mobile, we're mostly saying phones. But like, yeah, there are all these other like pieces of that too. Um, that's a great pitch. I love it. Um. Mark, here, so here's the game that I was trying to play that had like limited functionality in, in, in the modern day. I was playing Mario versus Donkey Kong Minis Tipping Stars on my 3DS, which uh, was the uh, Minis game that had a lot of uh, like level creator features and then a pretty robust like sharing network where you could build your own levels and then share them with other people. And the, the, the titular tipping stars um, were how you got like the currency to buy more things within the game was that people would tip uh, on your levels that they played and say like, Oh, I, I tipped that three stars. Um, it would cost them three stars. You would get three stars or I did exactly how the conversion worked. Um, but uh, none of that functionality works at, at all anymore. So it's just like the campaign that's still there. I wanted to, I had great memories of just like, playing that game and just having an infinite number of like fun puzzle levels to play. Um, but that's all gone now. Uh, but let's talk about Mario versus Donkey Kong and the, the whole minis um, series. Uh, there were a bunch of these games on DS and 3DS and even a couple on the Wii U. Um, but since the like touch screen interface has basically gone away, They've not done another one of these games on Switch, uh, uh-huh. um, which makes sense. Like doing touch exclusive games on Switch is a mistake. It doesn't work. People don't want to interact with their Switch that way, um, but people do want to interact with their phone that way. Um, so a like minis like touch base Lemmings esque uh, Donkey Kong Mario versus Donkey Kong game is exactly what I would want to see. On that's mobile. great. That is a that's a really good one. That feels like another uh, pocket car jockey jockey kind of like. Duh to me. Yeah, it's it's, like, that it's makes a total a lot duh. Of sense. Yeah. I've I've got two more that I think are just absolute duh obvious. Is ones. one of them Donkey Konga? No. <laughs> Donkey Konga not on my list here, Mark. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Look, I don't want to play Donkey Konga not on a pair of bongo drums. The thing that's so great about Donkey Konga is that you're actually doing the thing, right? Like guitar hero, you're not playing a guitar. Uh Parappa the rapper, you're not rapping. 
I guess you could, but that's not what you're doing with your fingers. You're actually hitting these drums the way it suggests that you hit these drums. If they sold a peripheral <laughs> that was a Bluetooth-connected uh, pair of bongos, then I would be all for it. Otherwise, no sale. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, what, what are your other two does? Okay, so the other two does... Uh, and uh, I, I'm sorry if these, this ends up like treading on uh, what you're saying or what you're you were going to pitch. Brain Age. Oh yeah. Where's Brain Age? Uh-huh. Brain Age should be on phones right now. Um, it's exactly the way people use phones already. Like you mentioned, Duolingo. Um, the the just the number of like luminosity or yeah, whatever. it's it's yeah. all it's yes exactly. Just give me that uh, poly- polygonal head uh, telling me to like you know touch the blue numbers uh, in in the order. Whatever. That's what I want to do. Brain Age. Uh, and then the last one that I think is an absolute duh is Nintendogs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, all of these are DS and 3DS series, right? Uh, the uh, the minis, Brain Age, and Nintendo Dogs. Uh, give me a cute little dog to take care of in my phone. Wait. The other one that I would put on there, and we've actually mentioned before on the show, is uh, WarioWare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, absolutely. Yeah, would totally be would work in like a vertical, mm-hmm. uh, or could work anyways in that way could work anyway like that's that's the the beauty of WarioWare is like it makes you do weird things with the thing you're holding in your hand to control the game like yeah why 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 haven't they done these very obvious translations to to phone well here's uh, another pitch mm-hmm. is Metroid Garden kind of like uh, <laughs> Chow Garden from the Sonic series so sure. you would play as an ancient Chozo raising <laughs> Metroids Maybe you have to, like, uh, send them out occasionally mm. to complete missions against the X-Parasite. Sure, um, sure. It's like a little, like, resource gathering thing going on. Sure. So it's, it's There's like... There's cute Metroids. Them There's, up. like, mm-hmm. ugly ones. They, you can dress them up with hats and bow ties and opera glasses. Yeah. No, I love that. It, well, and, you know, I've, I've long been a... I, I do sort of think that uh, Samus should be a part of this because Samus is a noted champion of uh, animal life that in the true. Metroid Kingdom. That is very true. Uh, and, you know, if, if we can include those, like, weird little green monkeys and the green ostrich thing from Super Metroid. Like, That's right. Maybe it should just be, like, the whole menagerie. Yes. It's like Dr. Doolittle, but it's Dr. Samus. Yeah, no. this If yeah. she could talk to the animals. <laughs> she is one of the animals. She is a Metroid. Yeah, Samus, you have become a Metroid. <laughs> uh, no, that, that that that's a great picture. What what do you think the uh, like? Is it mostly like menu based, or are you? Uh... So I think of it as almost like a Nintendo, or I don't know. I think of it as like a, a, a Tamagotchi. Yeah. Type, okay. You know, All right. Thing where you see it, you know, they're cute, but um, you're not like usually directly interacting with it. It is mostly. You know, yeah, like, in, oh, okay, indirect, gotta, like, yeah. Yeah, gotta go feed it. Right, go right, clean right. up, like, Metroid poop, that Did sort of thing. Do you think Metroid's poop? I, I thought it was going to be my question. They must, right? They have to expel um, some sort of waste. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe, I, I feel like a, a Metroid, maybe they're, like, special powers that they, like, use all of the energy oh, the that they... <laughs> dangerous enemy of all, one that doesn't poop. <laughs> all right, Mark, here's my next pitch. Okay. Uh, you remember Kid Icarus Uprising? I do. Um, cause we were just talking about it, I think on Monday, <laughs> um, but the, there are the flight sections of that game, which are a perfect little, like uh touchscreen, uh, roller coaster ride. Let's just get those flying sections. Oh, that's Kiddicker's a great Uprising. idea. I don't want to do any of the on foot stuff, but just flying around, um, the, the music rips, uh, which is not how I engage with, uh, mobile games at all. They're almost always, uh, silenced, uh, for me. 
but yeah, it would just be a fun like little time waster um, to see some like spectacular fireworks show uh, flying around his pit. So uh, this neck, my next pitch is one that I think is for a very specific group of people, and it is the uh, the, the two people at this table. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be all of these, but um, uh, you know, how, like in movies, either like an eccentric genius. Or a rich person or a rich eccentric genius, they are again playing, describing people at the stable. <laughs> they're playing a chess game, uh-huh. but they're doing it through like the mail. So like one yes. move at a time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you would write down your move, I would send it to you, and um then you would you have it like a board at your house, like that sort of thing. Yeah, you yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm envisioning something similar to that, but with Advance Wars, oh. where it's asynchronous. So we, you and I would start like a battle, yeah. and then I would have the opportunity to make all of my turns, and then you would have the opportunity to make all of your turns, and then once you've done that, I'd get a notification. I could go in and see what you did. Right. But I could do it on my own time. It's almost like Words with Friends. Like, we don't have to do it. I like, was just about to pitch a title, Wars with Friends. <laughs> Wars with Friends. Yes. <laughs> like, you don't have to do it at the same time. It's not like you both have to be online. It's yeah. just like, I'm going to make all of my moves. Yeah. And then when Patrick has time, he can make all of his moves. Right. And, and uh, then I'll get a little notification. And then I'll get back to it, you know, when I have the opportunity. It's yeah. a way for people to, like, play, like, Advanced Wars or uh, Wars with Friends together, but not have to be, like, online at the same time. Yeah. Advanced Wars with Friends, I think, is... is <laughs> That's that, that's, that's it. That's, that's the excellent. ticket. That is perfect. Um, was that your final pitch? I, I have one more. I have uh, two more. Okay. Well, but they're I, both short. I, I I did burn through three sort of right. in, in one go. Um, why don't you give me one more and then I'll go and then okay. okay. Uh, another I would like. I feel like a fairly popular form of online game is just kind of like those I Spy type you know, like titles where uh, they're really like beautiful and elaborate illustrations mm-hmm. and you're just trying to find like hidden objects within yeah. them or like a Where's Waldo type of thing. Oh, I can't wait to see what uh, what IP you're going to map onto this. Star Tropics. Find <laughs> Mike in different time periods. Oh my gosh. So he's still time traveling. <laughs> Is he still time traveling? The events of Star Tropics 2 Zoda's Revenge. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2. <laughs> uh, continue on to this very day. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, I, I, I want, I am mad right now that it doesn't exist. And then I'll just give you my final game. Yeah, sure. Um, because I think it's a perfect pitch, uh, and, but I don't have much to it. And it's, uh, it's Donkey Konga. <laughs> Mark, you gotta sell me the Bluetooth connected bongos or it's not a sale for I, me. I think it's a great idea. With the blue, with the Bluetooth connected bongos. Um. So, but in in your mind, was it just like that? There are like two dots on the screen that represent the drums, and you just like play it with your fingers. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just a rhythm game. Um. I just want that. Like. Uh, so why not like a rhythm heaven? Um. Because I'll tell you why not a rhythm heaven. Okay. All right. Because I wanted that like big band version of the Legend of Zelda or like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, right? And you can't get that in Rhythm Heaven. That no, is actually true. good. I just I was just talking about this, but there is there's a track in the original Donkey Konga called Diddy's Ditties, which is all it's like a a medley of public domain songs. It starts with Happy Birthday. <laughs> it's a miserable experience. <laughs> I just, uh, I also like the 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 idea that like you'd be playing this uh, Donkey Konga and then it would force you to collapse. You'd have to like drop your phone or something. 
in order to uh, in order, or like or like hit the phone. Yeah. In order well, that, to register. That 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 was a trick when playing the original Donkey Konga is that like if you didn't have enough time to like clap, you just like slap the side of it and it would register the sound. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. It's a good pitch. Um. But also, why not rhythm heaven as well? <laughs> we could do both. Um. Here's here's my final pitch. Mark, you know I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. It's a fun format for uh, games. I, I abstractly like collectible card games on mobile. I especially like Marvel Snap because it is so small and quick um, and doesn't feel like a, a big confusing deal in the same way that like Hearthstone or Magic or uh, Pokemon are. Um, so, and I've, I've said before, I would love to see a Marvel Snap that's like Star Wars Snap. That'd be great. How about this, though? Nintendo taking their own swing at Marvel Snap, but it's in the Breath of the Wild, Age of Calamity, Tears of the Kingdom universe. Um, like, give me the whole Breath of the Wild uh, t- timeline and just pull in heroes and villains from and locations from all of it, uh, it, it and then just be Marvel Snap. Uh, that is such a good idea. Uh, I'm just imagining because some of the, the a lot of the fun of those games and like any sort of collectible cards is the art. Yes, and I feel like there is so much you could do with uh, Breath of the Wild. I was just uh, the other day thinking about and I uh, I was thinking about Cass the uh, the big blue bird. Yeah, he's a good play, bird. He's playing like the accordion from uh-huh. like Breath of the Wild. Uh, perfect for like a uh, one of these types of games. He would you know give like plus two to everyone that's at the same location <laughs> uh-huh. or whatever. Like it would be perfect. Um, and you know because like just like uh in Marvel Snap like there's no you're not like restricted to be like you play as a bad guy or a good guy or like these characters that don't exist in the same time period. Like who cares? Like forget about it. You can have Ra- both Ravali uh, and you know one of the uh, characters that didn't exist a hundred years ago. <laughs> Couldn't think of an example. Um, just uh, t- fighting together. Like, yeah, totally. No reason you couldn't have Calamity Ganon or, you know, like a Bo Coblin, like all of those yes. in a single deck. Yes. Yeah, totally. E- exactly. Um, like literally one for one, just steal Marvel snap and make, <laughs> make it uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, and then that would be a, a fun way to like pull in, uh, characters from other Zelda games and just like do them up in the Breath of the Wild style and be like, by the way, they're also in this version of the world. Um, all right, Mark, uh, we've done it. We've now pitched a bunch of uh, mobile games. Seriously, why isn't Brain Age? Like, Brain Age is, is the mind boggler to me. Why doesn't that exist? All right. <laughs> uh, we would love to hear your suggestions if you have uh, any you can always email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com alright Mark let's close this out alright that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society remember you can follow us on Twitter I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers Mark is at MKE Mitchell and the show is at Nin Cart Society you should also join our Discord um, you can email at us email us or tweet at us to get an invitation to the discord it's a great time people are having conversations about nintendo in there all the time anthony deluca made our logo our theme music is provided by apipetty you can get more of his music by going to apipetty.com or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick eller saying thank you for listening